0: Hello there and welcome to Tournament in a Tea Break. We are at the eve of the Australian Open. Oh, how exciting. Alas, it's just my voice you're going to hear. There is no George and no Vicky. So if you enjoyed listening to us at the end of the season at the World Tour Finals, hopefully we'll all be reunited. But there is a lot to talk about. Let's start with the top seeds. Uh, Nadal came into press. This is a new situation for him. This is the first time that he hasn't actually got any matches under his belt. That being said, for people that were meandering around the uh, the Olympic Park, um, they were in for a bit of a treat as he and Dominic Team, who's been laid low with a bit of a with a bit of the sniffles, uh, played an actual full-on practice match. Ball ball kids, line umpires, the works. Just so that they could actually get some match practice and set practice in. So he's obviously trying to get himself as ready as possible. Did he reveal much about his knee? No, not really. Did we expect him to? No, not really. Federal, on the other hand, is probably the most relaxed out of all of the all of the big five that well, maybe the big four and a half that are, are left. Uh, last year he finished at quite a trot and honestly his whole feeling last year was I'm just happy to be here. It's a little bit like that again he knows that he's got big points to uh, defend but he really doesn't think that it's going to be anywhere near as cataclysmic a year as it was for him and maybe that takes the pressure off. He seems to be the most relaxed he seems to feel like he's got nothing to lose even though he actually has a shed load of points to lose Dimitrov well, now, this is going to be interesting. He actually admitted that he relives that semi-final where he almost took Nadal out um, this time last year. Um, and he felt that he'd learned a lot from that. He's actually been out to Nadal's academy and worked with him. And, you know, if, if you watch very carefully, he starts to place his bottles in the same way that Nadal does. That's just what we need, more player with new receipts. Um, anyway, he... There's a lot of pressure, I think, on his shoulders. He's deflecting it quite well, but it'll be interesting to see just how he carries on with that momentum from the end of last year. As for Zverev, he is still, Zverev, when it comes to being impressed, a little bit prickly at times, a little bit defensive, and in maybe two or three rounds time, he'll be possibly facing his brother. Now, he's sort of battered it away as you know it'll be a very happy time for the family obviously I'll want to win but you know it's a special thing to be with your brother Um, but he should be worried Uh, Misha Zverev um, and his old time serve and volley really undid Andy Murray last year Uh, and there's every indication that he could actually undo his brother quite spectacularly I think that will be one to watch if they both get through. On the women's side, uh, those of us that were in Singapore saw the palpable relief that was on Simona Halep's face when she finally got the number one. In fact, those of us that have been watching the women's tour quite closely were actually probably felt a little bit of you know guilty pleasure in the fact that Halep had finally got her hands on it, but now the pressure is on for her to get that elusive slam. Does the number one help or hinder? Well, if you look at Kerber and the whole of 2017... She was an absolute mess, and yet out of the spotlight, out of the top ten, she suddenly, you know, found her uh, match legs again. So she'll be one to watch. Uh, Halep, my heart says it ought to be her. Um, equally for Caroline Wozniacki, she battered away questions about whether or not she felt that um, there was any more pressure for her to get that slam. You know, it is an awfully long time since she was at the very, very top of the game. Uh, can she do it? I just don't know. There's too many other players with a lot more sort of weapons in their arsenal. Uh, I think she'll do well, but I think she's going to probably um, fall a little bit short. Muguruza is the is the big worry, to be honest. Um, she had that awful cramping episode in Brisbane where she keeled over like a like a nine pin, um, and she withdrew. Well, she managed to win. Heaven knows how. In Sydney to get to the quarterfinals, and then obviously withdrew afterwards. Um, she's doing her best. I did watch her a little bit in training today. She looked like she was hitting and moving well. Has she got the experience to play herself into form? That's the question. You know, players that have been around a lot longer, have won a lot more titles, know what it means to play yourself into form in a slam. The first and only two slam. You know, sorry, the you know she's contested three slam finals. One two of them, you know does that give her the does that give her the ability and the and the experience to to play herself into form? I'm not sure uh if anything, I think that uh, Mugarutha will be one of our shocks, and as for Spitalina, last year she cut a forlorn figure in in the wta finals. nothing seemed to be going right for her, and she even seemed to be quite disgruntled with her team. This year, she seems to be a little more together. She obviously started the season with a title. Um, has she got what it takes to go all the way through? I'm not sure. Maybe not at the start of the year, but I certainly will keep an eye on her for for the rest of the year. And that brings us to the Brits, uh, where once we used to have an, you know an armada sailing across uh, across the um, seas into the harbour to to do battle, we have just three. Johanna Konta obviously is our our top favourite. I mean, she probably is going to go the furthest. She will probably get to the end of the first week. Uh, she may come unstuck when she gets to Karolina Pliskova. Um, but she certainly has has the legs to to do well here. Uh, Kyle Edmund has got the worst possible start of a draw. He draws Kevin Anderson in the first round, the number 11 seed in the US Open finalist. He took him to five uh, sets at Roland Garros um, with some fairly small margins but that awful uh, ankle turn that he had in Brisbane while he played it down in press and says that he's fighting fit he's probably going to have to go to four if not five sets to to take you know to take Anderson the distance to to try and um, make an impact with that so um, it's a tough ask for him actually Heather Watson could be in for a bit of a run she has a very winnable start against Julia Putin She um gave a wry smile about how feisty um uh Putinsaver is and that she expects it to be a a, a hard fought scrap. I think it's gonna be a very entertaining, um a very entertaining match. It'd be interesting to see actually if Heather can get inside her mind. and and make her even more wound up because there's nothing happier than watching Yulia go do lally on court. Heather could be good for a few rounds, um, but but we shall see. Keep up to date with everything that we've got. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to be doing little bits and pieces on Instagram. We're going to be putting all of our articles and all of our pictures um, on Pinterest. We have been working with Rex Features and we're proud to be working with Getty this year. So all of our pictures will be on Pinterest. Check those out. Um, and also subscribe to our newsletter where you'll get a rundown of all of the best stories that we've, uh, that we've come up with in our time in Melbourne. We are live and unleashed here. We are here as media. So if you're at the Australian Open, tweet us. Come and say hi. We'll pop down. We'll have a... Uh, we'll, We'll have a shrimp on a barbie somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, Anyway, you've been listening to Roz Satar. Uh, Let's get this party started.